Amen. You may be seated. It's good to have Brittany back on stage. Um, as we continue the series about uh, a better life, living a better life, uh, today we're going to talk about a topic that may not, may not seem pertinent to, to some of you where you are in your life right now, but I think, I think, we, can, I think we can get it there. Okay, uh, even even while addressing specifically the the idea of parenting, I uh, I could have put up any number of pictures from uh, from our journey, but uh, Dad Gum, that's a good looking family. Uh, <laughs> that was uh, that was last uh, November, and in fact, I think that probably was the last picture of just the five of us. I don't remember one after that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, wanted to, I wanted to put that up just to kind of preface something here, specifically for those who are, who are parents right now. And if you're, if you're in a situation where it's a, there's a mommy and a daddy both in, in the house and parenting. Um, see, it was not Margaret's job to raise our kids. And it wasn't my job to raise our kids. It was our job to raise our kids. And in kind of in keeping with what you guys were talking about with the finances and everything, you know, uh, if you're not on the same page, if you're not playing out of the same playbook and not calling the same plays, then you are already, you, you, get, you get dot two letter grades from your, your GPA already, from your good parenting average, you know, <laughs> Uh, gets docked so it sees the best you can possibly do, and you're probably not going to do that good just because you're not communicating. So, I, you know, and, and guess what? There were actually times that I disagreed with that woman about how we should do things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I might have been right one of those times. I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, if you disagree, and there will be times that you'll disagree, sort it out. Just the two of don't sort it out in front of them. You know, if you got a situation where mommy's gonna say yes, but we know daddy'll say no, or daddy's gonna say no, we know mommy'll say yes, you know, you you will lose. You will lose that game because kids know how to play it much better than parents. <laughs> so anyway, that's just that's just kind of getting things started. Uh, I'm happy with how things turned out. Stand with me. We're going to read one verse of Scripture, and then we will... Uh... Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the grace and the power and the life that are in your word. Make our hearts soft today. Give us ears to hear. Give us hearts to understand. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, we aren't all parents, but we're all children. You know, is, is every, anybody here not a child or hadn't been a child or, you know, there's a difference between childlike and childish. Hopefully everybody here is at least childlike uh, with a little less childishness. 
Um, and I'm not saying that the way that Margaret and I raised um, our children is a mirror of how God um, parents us. However, it was our model. That was, the, that was what we were going for. That's what we were trying for. And, and, and so here's, here's the thing. Today, even if you're, not a, if you're past the, the stage in life of parenting or you think you're never going to parent, uh, you have a parent, whether they're still walking the face of this earth or not. And maybe some of the things today will kind of help explain how he deals with you and how, how he deals with us. And life, so there might be there might be something there to actually to actually um, uh, glean from today. Psalm one twenty seven says, "As children are a gift from the Lord, they are a reward from Him." So children are a gift from God. Every good and perfect gift comes from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no shadow of turning. When God formed the creation. <clears throat> He created mankind in His image. And that doesn't mean that God necessarily has two hands and two ears and, and two eyes, you know, and, and, a, and a nose and, and all that stuff. No, but some even more important stuff. He, he placed, placed within us uh, creativity. He placed within us the, the ability to reason. He placed an immortal soul within us. He placed the capacity to love within us. He couldn't, he couldn't just make us love, but he could put the capacity uh, there to do that. Uh, and he was the first father and, and the first mother. I, I uh, you know, I'm not, I don't get all bent out of shape about pronouns when it comes to God. Uh, he isn't a gender. He's not a gender, okay? Uh, he created male and female in his image. He's not a gender. The, uh, uh, the scripture normally refers to him with a masculine pronoun, and I'm fine with that, but it doesn't always. There's some places where it, where it refers in a feminine way. Anyway, that's, that's, a, that's one of those foolish arguments that people sometimes get into. Uh, but since we're in his image, it follows that becoming a parent is also somewhat akin to what God experienced. At the creation, when he, when he made us and He created us. When you become a parent, it changes your life forever. Nothing will ever be the same again. Uh, so raising your children should be the first thing on your to-do list. Jobs God gave me. Raise my kids, everything else. Everything else comes 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 behind that. They are they are more important than. Well, I was raised in a in a, a pastor's home, and I don't think you necessarily have to be raised in a pastor's home for it to be this way. But it was this way, and it is often in a pastor's home. I resented it. I resented the doo-wah out of it. I mean, I, there were times that I would just feel like you care about everybody else more than you care about me. Am I right, Landon? <laughs> Yes, I am. Uh, you know, there, there were times that I, I resented it. And the fact that people are looking at you and all this kind of stuff, and you're supposed to be something, I don't know. Uh, and so when I went into, into full-time ministry, and now however many, how, how many of you know that everyone that you're in full-time ministry? I mean, I, I hope you know that. But as a vocation, going into full-time ministry, you know, God and I had a talk, and I went, you know, God... Uh, you can get somebody else to pastor a church, but can't get anybody else to 
be my kid's daddy, and that's going to be my first job. And I felt like he said, well, that's the first job I gave you. That was the, that was the more important one. And so they're, they're, they are more important than football. They are more important than deer hunting. They are more important than shopping. Holidays are coming up, guys. <laughs> They're more important than money. They are more important than your job. They are more important than your hobbies. They are more important than your reputation. Jesus made himself of no reputation to be able to come down and be with us. They're more important than your life. I mean, as soon as they come, it's like, okay, if, if, I, if it's me or them, it's going to be me because they're more important than me. You're really living for someone else now. And that's when you really start living. Now, you don't have to be a parent to be living for somebody else, but that's when you really start living is when somebody else becomes more important than you are. In your, in, your, in your sphere. It does not mean that they control your life. Hallelujah. That's, I'm going to help with that a little bit here today. Uh, but you now have a responsibility. You have a weight. You have uh, a meaning beyond what you had the day before they were born. Furthermore, it's not all doom and gloom. Children are a lot of fun. You know, they're a, they're a hoot. They have a stupid amount of energy. Right? <laughs> and, and the stuff that they say, I'm not going to tell you any of the cute things and the clever things and the, and the, and the precocious and highly intelligent things that my grandkids say and that my kids said once upon a time. But every one of you who have children or have grandchildren could get up here and go, let me tell you. Let me tell you what Bobby said. Oh, let me tell you what Susie did. It was just so like They're just the best in the world. They're fun. They are also hard work. Yes, indeed. From the get-go. From the get-go. I have a, I have a friend, and I'm, I'm not going to get too specific here because it might get uh, figured out. But I have a friend whose sister had a baby, and she was uh, they didn't live in the same town, and she was talking to her sister on FaceTime. I mean, what a world. You know, you just take your phone out and talk to somebody, looking at them, and um, talking to her sister, and her sister was obviously upset about something, not, not, and she said, what's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> but what? It, there's nothing wrong. You hate your baby, don't you? Yes. <laughs> said, it's okay. We all do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not your baby, but you know, when we, when we have... <laughs> when, when we, when we have... We reach a point where we got to go, no, why do I have this person in my house? Uh, they're hard work. There is no autopilot for raising kids. And furthermore, there is no app for raising kids. 
You know, I mean, it's just kind of like, okay, well, here, take that and I'll go do my thing. No. No failure. You know, there, there is no app for that. Uh, they're hard work. They can break your heart. In fact, let me just go ahead and prophesy right now. They will break your heart. They're going to. I mean, hopefully it won't stay broken, but you better be somewhat flexible because it's coming. It, it, it will happen. I, we ended up, I, th- I think, about as well as you possibly can, and, uh, and there's no guarantees for that, but it's, you know, you're still going to have times when it's kind of like, oh, that one, that's going to leave a mark. Well, no, it's not. You got to get rid of it. It's just going to hurt for a while. That's all it is. Uh, how many of you have had a daddy? Uh, you know, a real daddy. Uh, can, can, you, can your daddy push your buttons? <laughs> Hush. <laughs> like nobody's business. Absolutely. But you know what? It goes both ways. It goes both ways because the bond is so strong. So they're hard work. They can break your heart. They cost a lot of money. And not just, I mean, they cost a lot. They just do. If you, if you have a baby uh, and somebody at the hospital comes up to you and goes, look, I tell you what, give me $100,000 right now and I'll take care of all the expenses. Do it. <laughs> Do it. I mean, get that money somehow. It's a bargain. <laughs> kind of sounds like God in us, doesn't it? I mean, we're a lot of work. You ever break God's heart? Yeah. You ever cost him a lot? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so how do we do this thing? I mean, that was the intro. How do we do this thing? How do, how do we parent? Uh, <laughs> well, first of all, John Lennon's right. All you need is love. And, uh, you know, we got to define what love is in action, but that's it. I mean, love is, that's, that's the bottom line. That's where it starts. They need love. Everybody needs love, but your kids need love, and they need it from you more than they need it from anybody else. And we need it from God, and He gives it to us. But a couple of uh, a, a, a couple of concrete things. Uh, first of all, in, in expressing that love, first of all, pray for your kids, and I don't mean you know go off in your prayer closet and pray for your kids. I mean pray for your kids. Let them see you pray for them. You you need to. When, when our kids were growing up, when they were still in school, every day before they left the house, Lord, protect them today. Give them favor. Give them wisdom. Help them to make good decisions. I'm proud of them, God. Amen. And, you know, you may kind of go, well, you know, my kid's now 14, and we've never done that and everything. Well, you might get a little blowback at first. Do it anyway. You're still bigger than them. But if you'll start when they're this tall, 
Yeah. If you start at the beginning, then when they, when they reach that age where tends get, kids tend to give blowback, when they reach that age, that if you get distracted one day, they're going to go, hey, where's my, where's, where's my blessing? Why, why, didn't I get, why didn't I get that? Oh, yeah. So do that. I mean, just do it. I, I've had a number of... I've, this is not the first time I've ever said this. I've been here 31 years. I repeat myself every now and then. Uh, <laughs> But I, I, I've had a number of people over the years come up to me and go, you know, I heard you say that, and I've been doing that. Man, that was, that, was, that was great. That's great. Yeah, so you need to do that. Pray for them. Be there for their important moments. Be there for them. You know, I mean, I know how boring that recital can be. And I know you got something better to do than to go to that doodad thing at the school, you know. Go anyway. It's not about the thing. It's about them. It's about them. And you can't overestimate being there. God's always there for us. Regardless of what we're going through, He's always there for us. And He's the one who knows how to parent. So you got to be there for Him. I know there are times when it's just absolutely impossible. But it needs to be impossible before it's impossible. Sometimes we just say it is but it isn't actually. And they need to be trained. Uh, most of you are familiar with this. First Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Uh, there's a double meaning here. Uh, first of all, in a, in a general level, uh, in training up, teach them about life. Teach, teach them about, and when I say teach them about life, I mean teach them about God, a God life. A life lived in the presence of God. And you know what? In order to do that, you need to know how to do that. You need to, you need to know what you're teaching them. Know what you're talking about. Um, when, when Jessica was up here sharing about their finances, okay, you know, uh, I, don't know I don't know what God was thinking, but God may have gone, you know what? You guys just aren't communicating well enough. I'm just going to make your finances hard. Till you do it, you know, and hallelujah, you know, let's 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 do that, uh, because he knows how to he knows how to do it. He knows how to how to get you there. Uh, if the teacher is not very good, when I when I I've, I've mentioned this several times, and I will continue to mention it. Uh, when I graduated from high school, I won the math medal. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, when I was a freshman in high school, I was at a different school and I took algebra one and I passed that sucker with a D minus. But I probably knew more algebra one than the teacher did. I mean, if the answer was in the back of the book, she knew the answer. She might not tell you how to get there, but she knew what the answer was. She just didn't know the subject. And I don't know how these other kids did it. I guess I had somebody at home who knew what they was doing, but I was doing, were doing. Yeah. I, my mother are an English teacher too. Yeah. Uh, but when I, when I then changed my sophomore year and went to a different high school, I got a math teacher who changed my life. I mean, he, 
He ate, slept, walked, talked math. That was that was what his life was. And and he and he totally he totally changed my life. He knew what he was teaching. And if you don't know God, do you read the Bible every day? Do you study it, actually? Do, do you walk with God, or do you just simply kind of go on what some other people have said about Him? You incorporate Him into your life? You know, once you have to do that to be able to pass that on. Anyway, so that's, that's the general thing. Teach them about life. Teach them about God. And, and then secondly, uh, training up a child the way they should go. Get to know them. And you kind of go, well, that's, of course I don't know. It's, it's my child. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Because we tend to kind of just kind of gloss over there. Well, this is a mini me, you know. No, they are not a clone of you. They may, they may have the eyes, they may have the walk, they may have the ears, God bless them. They may, they may have, you know, things that kind of look like you, but they aren't you. They're not you. They've got, they may have different dreams. They may have different desires. They may have different talents. They may have different gifts. And you have to. You need to get to know them. When, when, uh, when we had Margaret's service here back in uh, June, one of the things that I found the most gratifying, I mean, you know, our, um, Isaac, Norman, and Valerie, all, all three shared, and they all did a great job. But what I really found gratifying was so many people who went, man, they're all so different. Yes. And so are your kids. Get to know them to find out who, who they are. Uh, and also, they don't exist to make up for your past mistakes. They don't, they don't exist to fulfill uh, the dreams that you had, but didn't end up getting, getting to do. If, if you're trying to, to live your life through them, you'll never, get, you'll never get this parenting thing on track because it's not about you. It's about them. It's about and and the best way to make up for you know past mistakes and things that you didn't succeed in that you wanted to succeed in is to succeed in something now. Be a great parent. That's a good idea. Yeah. And you know, try to answer their questions. When I was a kid growing up. Uh, a lot of the answers, it seemed like the answer to almost every question was because. I don't know if any of you ever heard that. But do you know what the response is to because? Because why? Because. But because why? Well, because, you know. Here's the deal. Sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can't answer their questions for some reason or another. We'll, I'll talk about that in a second here. But if you'll listen carefully to what their questions are, they will begin to reveal who they are. So you have to listen, find out what it is that they're interested in, what it is that they want to know about, what what confuses them, what what enlightens them. 
And sometimes they're just not ready for the answer, you know. Uh, and so what you need to say is, I know the answer to that, and I love you, and someday you're going to find out the answer to that, but you're not ready right now. And, and you know, and they may not like that answer, but that's the answer. You know, that's the answer. You're four. You don't necessarily need to know that yet because it's just not. And you know what? Sometimes that's God's answer to us. Sometimes His answer to us is, you're just not ready yet. I know the answer, and there is an answer. But right now, there's no way you can process that. Put that together. That's okay. It's okay. Uh, and if you don't know the answer, you know, uh, tell them so. It's not going to crush their world that, that mommy and daddy don't know every answer. I mean, it, it will crush their world later on to find out mommy and daddy didn't know every answer. They just thought they did. That was good. I, I didn't even plan to say that. The first service didn't get that, but that was really good. So just say, you know, I, I don't know. And consider what they may need to do, what y'all may need to do together to find the answer beyond Google. Because Google may give you an answer to a question they're not asking. Oftentimes you don't really know what the question is until you start throwing answers out there. Yeah. Okay, and then and then here's here's another thing. Teach them to make choices and then let them. And then let them make choices. Start simple. I've I've uh, I mentioned this before, but let's go let's go here again. Don't allow little ones to make choices that are bad for them. When you can stop those choices. Uh seriously. Uh and, and don't let it be too complicated. I've I, I mentioned several times uh, the way Margaret would do it. The question is not, what do you want for breakfast? I want ice cream for breakfast. I want fried chicken for breakfast. You know? No, the, the question is, do you want this or do you want this? Make, make, make a choice. You, you, I'm empowering you to make a choice. Teach them to make choices. Teach them to, uh, to make good choices. Let them see wise choices being made on their behalf. Uh, that, those are the ones that are really going to unpack them, the ones, the ones that, that have to do with them. Uh, and at times it's your job to say no. And times it's your, it's your, because they're going to, listen, they're going to want to make choices whether you give them choices or not. Yeah. And so sometimes they'll be making some choices you, and you have to go, no. Either that's a bad choice or you don't get to make that choice yet. Woohoo. Many allow their little one, their little bitties, to make any choice they want. Because they're just so cute. And there's and it's so much trouble to chase them. They have so many so much energy to finally go, yeah, whatever. You know. <clears throat> and then when they get up here. You want to start making the choices for them. Let me tell you something. You're not making the choices for them when they get up here. They may still be under your roof and they may still, but they're going to make the choices they want to make. That's all there is to it. And if they have not learned to make good choices here, you're going to expect them to make good choices when they get here? No. 
And so, you know, it's kind of like, oh, do whatever you want, honey. Hey, no, you can't go there. What do you mean I can't go there, old man? I'll show you who can't go where. You didn't think I knew that, did you? <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's not personal experience. I've just heard people talk about it. Uh. <laughs> okay, uh, we're, almost, we're, almost, we're almost there. Discipline. Let's, let's talk about discipline here for a minute. Hebrews 12, 7 and 8 says, Endure hardship as discipline. I thought you were supposed to endure hardship as an attack of the devil. It says endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you're not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate. Not true sons and daughters at all. I mean, think about the the implications of that verse there. If you don't discipline your child, God's going to have to use circumstances to discipline them. That's not a fun way for it to happen. Look on hardship as discipline, not not necessarily as an attack of the devil. You know, maybe this financial hardship we're going under is discipline to get us to do something better. And it's not just I'm not picking on them. They've shared it. They taught it in Sunday school. But, you know, all kinds of things in our life. Look for what it is we're supposed to grow in. First, that's the first thing rather than going, I I rebuke this. Well, I mean, you can rebuke it all you want to, but it might be God disciplining you. Try and teach you something. Then Proverbs uh, 13.24 says this, Those who spare the rod of discipline hate their children. Those who love their children care enough to discipline them. The Bible says if you don't discipline your children, you hate them and they are illegitimate. That's not me. It's what the Bible says. Now, the Bible uses metaphor. So this is not a command to use corporal punishment. I mean, uh, and I know that people have different, different opinions about this. I'm not telling you yes or no what you're supposed to do but, uh, but the, this, is, this isn't a command to do that. Corporal punishment doesn't work on some people, for one thing. I bet it never worked on Justin. Never. <laughs> you know, you can break that paddle and nothing changes. Yeah, that's not the most effective way to discipline sometimes. Uh, However, uh, we, we used it in our home. It, it, it's quick. It's clean. It can, also, it can also backfire, though. You know, if it's not done right, it can certainly, it, 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 can, it can push in the wrong direction. Um, and so here are some basics uh, of using uh, corporal punishment. Uh, first of all, never punish in anger. Because if you do that, you're just taking out your frustrations. You're not disciplining anybody. You're just, you're just working, blowing off some steam. So, uh, and that's not what you're called to do. So never punish in anger. And, and the second one uh, helps with it a whole lot. Be sure they understand why. Yeah. So if you, if you will stop and take the time to go, this is why you're being punished, then that that 
that generally takes care of point one, the, the anger point. And then afterwards, reconcile them to yourself. So whenever I would uh, spank Isaac every day, Not sure if it worked or not, but, uh, you know, there would be an explanation. This is why, you know. And then afterwards, I love you, son. Yeah, I love you, son. Let's move on. You know, this this, this isn't about me not loving you. I do. Uh, And then a a couple of other little things here. Warn, don't threaten. There's nothing more pathetic. Well, it may be, but there's very little more pathetic than, you know, you're out in public and you're seeing, you know, a a, a mommy. Usually it's a mommy, a frazzled mommy. Sometimes it's a daddy. But, you know, you see a mommy going, I told you to stop doing that. If you don't stop doing that, I'm going to blah, 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 blah. And the blah, 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 it doesn't matter what they say because the kid knows and everybody in in the store knows they don't mean it. And so nothing changes. And so there's a difference between a warning and a threat. A a warning is an act of love. A threat is an act of manipulation. There's a big difference between those two. And and in order to to make that happen, also you got to be consistent. I mean, if the lines are here one day and here the next day and over there the next day and it just got to do with kind of how you feel... They're a mess. You're a mess. You got to be consistent with the way with the way things are done. God's consistent with us. He's consistent with us. And then, don't discipline them for being children. Children scream. Children yell. Children run. That's just what they do because they're children. I. Uh, you know, I was talking in the first service that, you know, I, I don't know, different people have different ideas about this, but if one of your rules is don't run in the church, and man, I heard that all the time. I, growing up, I'd hear, don't run in the church, Ronnie Island, you know, but then I would hear, run for Jesus, you know, and I was just kind of going, okay, what is it? <laughs> okay, that's, that's a joke, but it's true. Uh, but the, uh, I, I loved to run. You know, and, 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 and some of your, your kids do. Because I was a kid. You know, I don't love to run nearly as much anymore <laughs> as, I, as, as I once did. But, okay, don't, so, you know, you don't discipline them for being a child, but you do discipline rebellion. And so, you know, the time may come where you kind of go, I said, don't run. And you need to obey me. Uh, and then if they're going to be disciplined, it's a matter. Now you understand, I'm not disciplining you for running. I'm disciplining you for disobeying me. That's, that's what this is about. (laughs) I, uh, uh, I I love Arwen's, uh, mom skills. You know, uh, I was over at their house yesterday and, and Jack who's five has a new basketball and he was, he was menacing a chocolate cake with that basketball because they were too near and his skills ain't quite there yet, you know. Uh, but, you know, she set him straight pretty soon. It didn't, didn't, take, didn't take too long to go, mm-mm-mm-mm, you know. 
will this work? I mean, if we do all of this, is it going to work? If we, if we um, parent the way God parents us, you know, we'll, uh, if you love them and, and then uh, teach them and, and get to know them, uh, get to know who they are and still discipline in them, uh, will they love you back? Will they, will they make you proud and bring joy into your life? Maybe. And no guarantees. Just no guarantees. Well, what about this one there? Old thing. They won't depart from it. Well, what, do you, what do you call old? Does that mean you're going to be here for it? Maybe. Maybe not. But this is how God deals with us. He loves us. He teaches us. He disciplines us. He longs to be able to say yes to us, which sometimes he can't say because of what we're doing, who we are. Gives us good things. All with no guarantee that we'll respond in the right way. But he obviously thinks it's worth it. And if he thinks it's worth it, who am I to argue with God?